Good afternoon, good evening. How are you guys doing out there today? This is David Robert for the Adult Fitness Podcast. We're just bringing you this quick, yet a little bit of a, more of a deep dive today as we look into how to stay fit and have fun as you get older. I know a lot of people out there, um, once they hit the big 3-0 or the big 4-0 or even the big 5-0, they tend to feel a little bit... Uh, a little bit apprehensive about hitting the gym, getting back in shape. I just want to tell you guys that age, even though it can be a little bit of a hindrance in our mental space, it is just nothing but a number. Word to Aaliyah. Rest in peace, girl. I tell you. She was, uh, she was ahead of her time. But nonetheless, as we move forward, it's really easy to see how we in our society tend to almost, I, could, I guess you could say kind of put down getting older. We don't really adhere to people who are a little bit older and, and, you know, connect with them on a wisdom level, on a level of, man, this person here has a lot of experience. They know what they've been through. Um, They can help me stay away from some of the pitfalls when it comes to business or um, when it comes to finance or relationships. Uh, Most of the podcasts that I listen to, probably about two or three of them that are um, utilized by high performers out there like the Timothy Ferris podcast or Debbie Millman or even, um, oh, what was the other one, uh, Tony Robbins. They'll talk about how important it is to have a mentor, somebody who you can work with, who can show you the ropes, who's a master of their craft and has been able to sort of, you know, seen it all, been through it all, and kind of act as a coach, if you would. And unfortunately, in our social media culture, We don't necessarily like people talking into our lives. We don't like people telling us what to do and, you know, how to sort of take care of our own, our own business because it's ours. And, you know, there is a little bit of pride there. But as we get older, inevitably, Father Time, I believe um, I heard this on sports radio just the other day, is undefeated. All right. He, um, he's one in one. We all get old. We all experience those aches and pains. Uh, we all experience that um, a little pain that we never used to before, you know. I mean, I, I can attest to biking to basketball practice as a kid, playing for at least an hour, hour and a half before practice, then um, hitting the weights, biking home, and be able to do it all over again. If I do that now, I need at least a new priest and an old priest, um, a medic, a nurse, an IV. I mean, it's not that bad, but it's it's not that good either but so anyways this podcast we're going to be talking about what it means to stay in shape and to keep things going when we start to get a little bit older and how we can sort of um, sort of offset some of the problems that we do face I think one of the really important things we need to recognize is that we are um, as we age and we get a little bit older there's no shame in admitting to the fact that it might take us a little bit more time to recover right? We might need a little bit more time to warm up. You know, we just can't walk right into the gym and just start pumping right away, which I see a lot of guys doing that when I'm in the gym. You know, I'm at the front desk where I work and excuse me, people will just come in right off the street, no warm up, no pre-workout, no nothing, just boom, get under the squat rack. And you look at that and you start to think, gosh, dang, like, what are you doing to your joints? Like you need to, you wouldn't start, you wouldn't do that to your car, you know, forgot, you know, so, I mean, why would you do it to your body? But um, no matter, people will still buy into the mindset. Um, I think it was 
on TSN where I where they were talking about hockey players that you know maybe lose a step or basketball players that kind of you know they're not as quick as they used to be and they always say this that the first person to realize that they've lost a step is not the basketball player or the hockey player it's it's their wife right before they leave them I oh, know that's horrible to say um, but what we see is our minds still stay in the in the in the time frame of when we were probably the most athletic the most dominant and the most powerful and it, it's really tough to admit that you know what I got to tone it down a little bit now this by no means means that you um, have to I guess give up on 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 your goals uh, I for example am going to be signing up for a um, powerlifting competition um, if not this year then the following year um, it's for the master's division so if you're over 40 and there's still, I mean, there's people who run marathons, Ironmans, uh, things of that nature, um, triathlons for people who are, who are, you know, advanced athletes, if you would. So a lot of people who you would think, oh, man, like once you hit 30 and 40, you're over the hill, it's over. And to be fair, in the professional ranks, when you do hit that age, right, a lot of times what tends to happen is, you know, you, you get passed over for younger players. And if we take our cues from the professional ranks, like the NBA, the NHL, MLB, then what tends to happen is we, yeah, we will, unfortunately, see people getting passed over for younger people. I mean, that's what the that's what the draft is for, right? I mean, like, I mean, just think about it, right? You are an NFL All-Pro wide receiver, and every single draft, it's somebody coming for your job. I just think if in your regular job, every season, right, every, like, spring, you saw somebody coming in with your same qualifications. But, no, it, it's not just your qualifications. They're younger. They got fresher legs. They may not have any injuries. And I mean, management's looking and thinking, hey, younger is better. So, at the end of the day, if we take our cues from the professional ranks, then, of course, we're going to think that when you hit a certain age, it's over. But to be completely honest with you, all that means is you have that much more experience over these young pups, over these uh, these young bucks, as it were, to um, know how to use your body appropriately. Um, it's a beautiful thing when you see older players. Uh, a good example of this is Larry Johnson. When I when I was a bit younger, uh, for those of you who remember, might remember, Larry Johnson was this phenom out of UNLV, and. Um, I mean, he had he signed with Converse. He had the uh, the grandma sort of outfit, and he had the gold tooth. But he was a he was like a six had to be at least six seven six eight, just behemoth of a man. Um, legs just rippling and everything else, and he could jump out of the gym when he first signed with the Charlotte Hornets. As injuries progressed, I think he he suffered some injuries in his back and was no longer able to play above the rim. And so now he had to use his three-point shot. He had to use his brain to get to, you know, get to the basket. And it was just, it was really a beautiful thing to see him as he aged. Not that he was injured, but it was a beautiful thing to see him actually utilize his basketball IQ to still be an effective, if not more effective player. I think sometimes what we, we tend to do is when we're young, we tend to rely on our athleticism, on the fact that we can go for hours and hours without getting tired Whereas when we are a little bit older, we have to realize, okay, we got to conserve some energy. We got to, we got to make sure we ice up. We got to make sure we take the, that ice bath. We got to make sure that we are 
doing our trigger points and our stretching and everything else so we don't pull something. And I think in a lot of cases, that tends to make for a smarter athlete and a more round, well-rounded athlete. I mean, there's nothing wrong with jumping out of the gym. But, I mean, I mean, Vince Carter is 41, I want to say, or 42. Heck, I remember when he got drafted. And he's still balling with um, his last team was with the Atlanta Falcons. And he's still throwing up windmills, a 41-42. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it ain't over for him. It ain't over for any of us, right? But... I know, um, but another portion of what I want to talk about is also how we, how we take care of our bodies a little bit better and how we need to as we start to get older. And one of those um, components, one of the three components I want to talk about was um, rest. Uh, the second in this podcast is just recovery, right? And the third one is utilizing technology. And so I guess for, the, um, for just rest, you want to make sure that no matter what activity you're, you're a part of, that you are getting your rest, and that could be naps, that could be um, that could be a proper eight hours sleep. But when you're also resting, making sure that you are not, um, you know, just on the phone right before you went to bed. You know, turning off the screens maybe a good forty-five minutes to an hour before you go to bed, and making sure you're getting that REM sleep, as it's called. Um, there's a great book by Arianna Huffington called The Sleep Revolution, which is the next one I got to get my hands on. And it basically talks about how I think in 2012 she had been sleeping for an average of four hours um, for close to two years, wiped out, right, just passed out one day. Her body just said, nope, we're not doing this shit anymore. And literally she fell, hit her chin, if I'm not mistaken, on her desk and then woke up in a pool of blood and realized, you know what, this this can't keep going on. I got to change this. So subsequently she started, she went from four hours of sleep to nine hours of sleep and she calls it the sleep revolution. And a lot of us, when we are plugged into what I like to call the matrix of, you know, FOMO, of the fear of missing out, of what's going on with YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all of these, you know, um, I guess social media platforms that can either help our lives or hurt our lives, what I find is that we tend to think that we need to be on these platforms 24-7 when in reality we don't. Uh, our lives for a millennia have existed, you know, before the advent of these um, of these platforms. And so what she espouses in her book is just how to have a better quality of life. And even she even took a jab at the whole no sleep culture that a lot of people tend to sort of champion within Silicon Valley, saying that I think it's um, 97% of all businesses fail in the first five years. Well, maybe it's because they're not well-rested and they're putting out garbage ideas. Just a thought, you know? Um, the second aspect uh, that we wanted to talk about was recovery, which, which is right aligned with sleep, but it's a little bit different. Um, when you are trying to recover from exercise, it's, I look at it like loading a gun. You can only fire off bullets that are in the chamber. Once it's empty, you got to clean the barrel let the gun rest, reload, and then fire back. And I look at recovery kind of like reloading the gun. It's the flip side of the other coin. Um, in the last couple of years, the NFL, the NBA in particular, as well as the NHL has really been trying to champion sleep. Um, the idea that we can be efficient and effective and just beat ourselves into the ground and kind of outwork a bad 
um, outwork the fact that we're not properly recovering is just nonsense. And what we find more times than not is that we tend to become more prone to injury if we don't recover properly. You know, um, in in such sports such as CrossFit, in um, in basketball and mixed martial arts, the onus is to get as many reps in as possible, as many shots up as possible, as much time on the court, on the ice, in the pool as you possibly can. But if you're not actually taking time away from it, to almost miss it in a way, then what will happen is, well, mental burnout, first of all, you know, and where the mind goes, the body follows. And so after that, we're, we're a lot more susceptible to injury, a lot more susceptible to overuse of various joints if we're performing a movement over and over again, which is why sometimes it's almost... It's almost helpful that if you are a hockey player to take your off season and, you know, join a soccer club. You know, you're still getting that anaerobic, anaerobic workout, but you're maybe adding a different element to your game. Maybe flexibility of your ankles, you know, maybe lateral movements of your hips, things of that nature. And so we have to take into account rest as well as recovery. And the third one is technology. And I know earlier on I was, you know, kind of dissing tech a little bit, but... What we can find is if we're able to utilize, let's say, the newest in innovations such as, um, um, let's say, if we video all of our workouts and then we break it down segment by segment, there's various programs you can use to do that, you can um, pinpoint various problems, let's say, in your stance or in the way your feet pronate or the way your hips move when you're about to accelerate. There's so many ways that we can utilize technology to keep us uh, abreast of our sodium levels, you know, our blood pressure, our um, various aspects of our of our mental health. Even there, even um, I believe that some of the Apple Watches you can set it so you can find out um, how long you you are actually in REM sleep. I know Under Armour CEO. Oh my gosh, his name is escaping me right now. Um, he was in the news about they acquired I think two tech companies a couple years ago. And it was basically to make a smarter and more better equipped athlete, right? So basically what they were looking to do is interweave a lot of this technology into their tech. So, you know, the coaches and trainers and specialists could find out, okay, what was the player's heart rate, you know, and where they at, what was their, what was the, the aspect of their exertion for for their um, for the sport that they're in, and were they properly rested? How many hours of rest? And there was this number that they had to hit, kind of. And I know there's a lot of wearable tech out there um, right now in the marketplace that can tell you kind of how many steps you've taken, um, you know, what your um, how many um, laps that you've taken around the track, things of that nature, things that you can really take a real metric and break it down to see how you're performing on the pitch or on the ice or what have you. So. I mean, these are just a, a few things that we can use to help kind of get one up on father time, if you would, you know, and I, I think as you start to get older, you start to really appreciate what you used to be able to do, but then you start to look and see what you're still able to do, and I think the best way to look at fitness as you get older is a way of body maintenance. Um, you can't look at it as just exercise. You have to look at it as a way that you can live a better, healthier lifestyle, a way that you can hang out with your kids, your grandkids, get off of the toilet, get out of bed, um, you know, maintain the health of your joints, of your shoulders, of your hips, everything. 
But just knowing that you are doing everything you possibly can to live the best quality of life you possibly can gives, gives, gives just hope out there. And not just hope, but also a sort of attitude and a mentality that it's not over, right? You, you don't just shrivel up and die somewhere once you hit, you know, 55, but you can, you know, live a higher quality of life. We're starting to see more and more people well into their 80s, heck into their 90s, um, and centurions, and people past 100, and I, I dare I say, you know, like, as we see more advances in technology and biotechnology and, and genetic mapping and things of that nature, we, we might even see people pushing 120, things of that nature, so, um, yeah, that's just a little, a little, uh, not a deep dive, but just a little look into what happens and what we can do to help as we start to age a little bit, and, uh, in the old uh, in the old fitness game, but um, yeah, if you guys have any questions or you know um, or comments, uh, feel free to leave them uh, for me, and we'll try to answer some of them in the next podcast. But um, until next time, just want you guys to stay fit and have fun out there. Take care.